0: What is Off the Groove? It means you've blown the line or you're pushing the limits a little bit too far or just maybe you might be looking for a faster way around the racetrack.
1: Off the Groove with Scotty Dubler.
0: Hey, hey
2: Scotty, how many days until Daytona?
0: Hey, Carter. My phone says 125.
2: Is your phone correct? I believe so. 125 days.
0: I know. The countdown is on.
2: Right around the corner.
0: I'm already looking at flights.
2: It'll be here before you know it. You usually spend like a whole week down
0: here, don't you? Well, it's a little bit more than that because I always go down and catch Savannah, which is usually a two-day show, and then I drive overnight like the rest of the people and get down there and do uh, Volusia, which there's usually uh, a couple half miles on a short track. So there's like five days before the National down there at Daytona. So yeah, it's more of a 10 to 12-day episode for me and, and my family. Hell of a way to kick off the season. I love it. Oh, It's awesome. I, I love it. And I know all the riders that are cooped up all winter long. They always want to get outside and go fast Yeah, and Savannah is a super fast half mile and it's it's a good place to go to It's a usually a smooth fast track and it's usually a lot of fun There's usually a whole lot of racers
2: looking forward to it. Isn't there a Savannah race coming up too? before the end of the year? We don't know
0: it usually is. I haven't heard anything about it. So huh. I know, that's where we hung out last year.
2: Yeah, well, that's actually where we started talking about doing this whole podcast thing and made that happen.
0: December the 1st, I'm going down to Florida for uh, Ocala.
2: Oh, yeah? It's
0: going to be the Gary McNary Memorial Race.
2: Ocala's not too far from me. I might have to make that trip over there and hang out with
0: you. I would hope so. Since I'm going to be in your home turf, you at least show up and and say hi.
2: Yeah, I just made it back from Charlotte. We don't don't really have to get into that game or talk about that game at all.
0: Are you still crying? Or... (laughs) Are, are, are the tears dried up yet? Cause For those Hornets of you that follow the
2: on the social medias, you could have seen that I was talking a lot of smack about, about halfway through the third quarter when we were up, what, 19 points?
0: And, and what did I say? Scoreboard. And I said, it's yeah, not over.
2: It wasn't over. You guys came back and you won.
0: And I couldn't believe Man, it. And my, my buddy, uh, Scotty Taylor, who lives down in Charlotte, he was, he's like, you don't have to be that mean to him. I'm like, he's been talking trash on my podcast. <laughs> i gotta i gotta do something i'm usually not a big trash talker but i don't know just
2: i thought that there was no chance that we were losing that game so i was i was letting it fly lesson learned lesson learned
0: enough about basketball i don't like basketball i like flat track we've talked
2: we've talked a decent amount of basketball the past two episodes
0: hey man what's up did you did you see the news this week
2: I saw a lot of news this week. Is there anything? Not, pe-
0: not whatever news channel you watch. I'm talking about <laughs> flat track news.
2: Flat track news, yeah. I saw saw a little bit. Saw the Texter thing. That's that's pretty cool. G and G. I
0: was, I like that. G and G. Man, they're cool guys. They always text me and and let me know what's going on. But uh, they kept this one pretty hush hush. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, Corey Texter comes out with the press release that he'll be riding the G and G Racing Yamaha. So, uh, that's pretty cool.
2: Texter and, the and Twins. Well, he rode the, Twins the, the end per- of
0: the year, but yeah. The first thing I noticed too is he had black number plates and then a little bit later on They made it clear that he'll be running the new production based twins class
2: interesting. Okay So we don't know a lot about that production twins class yet, but we do know the texter will be running it
0: I I, I think there'll be some other guys trying to get their feet wet that are maybe still in the singles class that will maybe reach out and try the twins class. I yeah. think that's what that class is for it's like it's like a stepping stone to go from aft singles Instead of going straight into the AFT Twins class, you know racing with the best riders in the world It gives you a little bit of a stepping stone get your feet wet on a twin before you make the big jump got it
2: now That'll be cool and uh, Texter is definitely Definitely able to handle those twin motorcycles, so it'll be interesting yep. to see what he can do on a, on a Yamaha
0: his 450s were Honda's yeah. on the when he was in the Twins class. He rode his own Kawasaki's and Has he, he ridden Yamaha year, yet? I doubt he's ever ridden a, a Yamaha twin before. He's probably ridden a, a Yamaha 450, probably around the block or something like that. But, uh, you know, the 450s are pretty much all the same. But a twin, uh, the twin Yamaha is going to be a lot different than what he's been riding.
2: Yeah, and it's uh, it's pretty early in the off-season to be locking in that stuff. So it's cool. Probably good for him and G&G to have something locked in for 2019 this early,
0: right? I like it. You know, it, uh, it puts... It puts to rest some of the rumors yeah um, maybe it'll stop a few phone calls from going back and forth from a couple of different people at least that that takes at least one team out um you know hearing rumors of who else might ride they might have another bike you know nobody they haven't mentioned that it wasn't in the press release uh, i can't wait to find out who's riding the factory indians i heard that's coming in a couple of weeks as as early as a couple of weeks at a race out in california so hmm. Hopefully that news will come out here pretty soon, and uh, you know I, I got I got to start getting my notes ready for 2019.
2: The storylines are already starting. It's pretty cool, and it's not even it's not even midway through November yet,
0: not even December yet. You know, usually we don't hear things until after December 31st. That's when a lot of contracts are up. You know, they're year to year contract, which I understand, and especially if you're you're working with a factory team, that's how they have to do their books. So I get it. I like that Corey and GNG put their plans out there already.
2: Yeah, no, it's cool, we'll we'll continue to track down as much as we can hear and confirm before the uh start of the season next year, start of the year in twenty nineteen. But uh guess, uh, guess good. who this week's uh interview is?
0: Oh, you you're not gonna interview me again?
2: No, no, once is enough. We'll get back to you yeah. in now. We'll get. We'll I was gonna say
0: next again. time, you next time oh, we're gonna boy. do it the right way, and I'm gonna get to see the questions <laughs> just like our guests do. How's that?
2: I like it. Um, what do you think about talking to BP ninety two this week?
0: Brandon Price.
2: Brandon Price, yeah,
0: dude, that kid's fast. He's been fast since he's an amateur. I yeah. I've been announcing his races, man, for a long time because I I do the flat track grand championships, the dirt track grand championships. They used to be called, you know, amateur nationals, whatever you want to call them. And and he's been fast for a long time.
2: Yeah, you know, we were uh, connected with him up in the Meadowlands. We we're talking a little bit, wanted to have him on, so finally got around to getting getting some time with him. You want to give him a ring? Let's give him a call. Let's do it.
1: Hey, how you doing? Who's who, who this? I don't know. Just some loser named Brandon
0: Cole. Some loser? I thought it was a fast guy named Brandon Price, number 92. Is that who I got on the phone?
1: Oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> how you doing, Scotty?
0: I'm doing good, man. I haven't seen you since the Meadowlands. You, uh, you been doing all right?
1: Yeah, I've been doing good. Just a lot of training and stuff like that. Getting ready. Sure. All right. Already getting ready for 2019? Yeah, there's no breaks. You know how it is. Yeah, well,
0: I got a little bit of a break because there's no talking for me going on. I got to do an arena cross here pretty soon and some monster truck stuff. But uh, I don't have any races to go to for a little while. But, uh, man, I- I'm missing it already. You missing the season or are you, you glad it's over for a little bit?
1: Yeah, uh, I pretty much miss it all the time. Uh, I always want to race. Like after every season, like I wish we could go like a whole other like 10 races and just racing all year.
0: That would be awesome. I I'm right there with you. I, you know, I wish I could just announce every weekend. I think that'd be a lot of fun. I know i will get tired of traveling, but I think, uh, you know, being at the racetrack, they make it all better. So let's just jump in and get to know Brandon Price, number ninety-two. Where were you born?
1: Um, I was actually born in uh, Baltimore City, in Maryland. Okay,
0: is that where you grew up?
1: Uh, no, it isn't. I was actually I grew up in uh, Sparks when I was like real little, and then like we moved to Whitehall. But uh, that's that's where I grew up, two different—it's, like, okay. kind of small towns almost. All
0: right. So is it, like, countryside? Are you near a city? Or tell oh, me more yeah, about yeah. your Whitehall. Okay. Yeah,
1: it's uh, right. very rural. Like, I was able to, like, grow up, go outside, ride, all that kind of stuff. All
0: right. So you just hop on your dirt bike in your, in your front yard and just take off riding?
1: Yeah, pretty much. I ride all around my house. It's not, like, a circle track, but it's kind of like a TT almost. And I've done I've gotten ruts everywhere with moto tires and stuff. And
0: then when I, was okay.
1: younger, I was able to go to my grandfather's, and we had—that's where that track was.
0: Right on. So, how did you get involved in motorcycles?
1: My dad actually took me to a race when I was little. I think I was like about five, and it was two indoors, the concrete race. You know, he took me, took me there, and I got hooked.
0: You won your very first race?
1: No, I didn't even get the race. We just went and watched, but it was next year we came back, and I—I I raced at two million indoors, and I think my first race actually got second. I think. Cam Smith might have got me. I think it was wow. last lap, Cam got
0: me. Yeah. There you go. A couple of fast guys. You, you, so that means you've been racing Cameron since you were little bitty, right?
1: Oh, yeah. Me, Cam, Dalton, Dutier, uh, Colin Cunningham, everybody. We all grew up racing each other.
0: Wow. That's awesome. So your first race was in Timonia, Maryland. They still race there in the wintertime, right? Still a concrete indoor?
1: Yeah, they do. I'll be racing there this winter.
0: All right. Right on. So – Besides that track, what other kind of racetracks did you start racing on? How'd you learn, you know, what'd you learn to ride on?
1: Well, it's not so much here anymore, but when I was growing up, it was a lot of clay, quarter mile, half mile, those type of tracks. A lot of, like, little bull rings, those kind of, yeah, those kind of tracks.
0: So you're not scared to go in there and bang some bars and rub elbows with people?
1: No, I'm not. I think that's why I'm very aggressive when I'm on the track.
0: (laughs) Okay do you have a favorite racing memory?
1: Uh, i would actually had probably to say it's when I turned pro. My first win was at uh, black Hills. I think that has to be the all time favorite. All
0: right. Well, we'll talk about that a little bit more when you get into your racing career, but, uh, what was it about right. motors motorcycles that appealed to you?
1: Um, I think it was more of the competition that appealed to me. I always played team sports when I was younger and, uh, I would always be like the best player on the team. I was just so angry when other guys didn't know what they were doing or they were messing up. But uh, racing, you didn't really have to worry about that, and I was able to just focus on everything I was doing and go out and win. I was uh, I was really greedy. <laughs> All right, I like that
0: I like that answer. Yeah. yeah, that was that's what makes winners for sure. Always wanting to win. So let's talk about some yeah. of your previous achievements before you went pro. Uh, I, I remember announcing you at the Dirt Track Grand Championships. Now they call them the Flat Track Grand Championships, but you know it's like the Amateur Nationals, what most of us riders call it. But yeah, you won the you won the Youth Dirt Track Rider of the Year. Well, how special was that award to you?
1: Uh, yeah, it was really special. I was the first one to win it, like just the sixty-five classes, because usually I would get it to like the eighty-five class winners. But I won the sixty-five mod and I think the sixty-five stock. And I got, I got that award. Like, that well, was the first one.
0: Wow. Do you have a lot of memories about the flat track grand championships? I mean, I, I know you went there for quite a few years and it seemed like you're winning race after race. So, I mean, is there any, any one particular that sticks out?
1: Uh, not really. They all kind of blend together. Uh, I know a uh, Springfield, the half mile on the 85s. I was winning that championship. I wrecked, it was a doubleheader the last day cause Steve Nace was running it and they had a double header, so I didn't make the main, but I was so yeah, that happened. And then we came back later in the day, and I walked them by like a half lap. That's that's probably the memory stand yeah, that stands out the most.
0: Yeah, that'll that put a smile on your face for sure. When you take that checkered flag and you take a look back and you can't see anybody, that's a good feeling, isn't
1: it? Yeah, it is. That's the best.
0: <laughs> yeah, so uh, so you you start riding for Don's Kawasaki when you're about 12 years old. How did that all that work out? And I mean. You're riding your dad's equipment you know your your family bikes but then you got help from don's kawasaki is that how that went down
1: yeah it was like my dad's bikes and all that but uh we had big help from don's and aaron and everybody there they really helped us out a lot you know just all that sort of stuff you
0: know right on and then later on we'll talk about more of your racing stuff a little bit later but you know you went with parkinson brothers in 2017 but a lot you know through the years going to these races was it just you and your dad or have a lot of people go with you to help you out can you talk about how that happens
1: oh yeah it's a uh, very family oriented with like all of us going to races like it'll be me my dad since i turned pro my mom's been going to the races a lot but uh my grandparents my grandfather he was always like my mechanic he always does, he does pretty much every race since i was little and then like amateur nationals and stuff my siblings would come out to, to like the grand and stuff.
0: So none of those none of your siblings ride or race?
1: Uh no, I was the only one. Okay, all
0: right. So you turned pro in 2016 right after you turned 16. I think your birthday is in February, so you turned pro in 2016. Tell us about how hard is the transition to go from amateur winning everything to going into the pro ranks?
1: Oh yeah, it's pretty tough. It takes a toll cuz in your mind, you win every single race. And then once you go pro, it's, you're fighting just to make the mains. And, and yeah, it's definitely a mind game, not so sure. But I started making the mains right away. So I, th- I thought it did pretty good. It's just I wasn't where I wanted to be when I was 16, you know. Well,
0: well yeah. yeah, when you're 16, you think you're invincible and you want to win every race. But, you know, that, that next level, going yeah. pro, it is hard. So how did it's you deal jump. with that change? Yeah. yeah. How- how would you deal with the change of not winning? And do you, you don't want to get used to running in the middle of the pack, but, you know, you got to set goals. So how do you deal with that not winning every weekend?
1: Uh, you just had to work harder. I was actually pretty heavy when I was 16, but uh, I worked hard. I lost a bunch of weight because I focused on more of the training aspect and riding because and, I wanted to be up front, and that's kind of what put me over the, to get to the next level for 2017.
0: So 2016 was actually that was when it's called the GNC two class. It was a, a special year for yeah. you, but you're no slouch. I mean, like you said just a moment ago, you made the first two main events right out of the bat, and that was the Daytona short track. And a lot of people struggle down there.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It kind of just fit my style. <laughs> it was. Uh, yeah, just it was, that was that cushion track. It was pretty nice. It would like it was chin, and then it would brush off, and it was you had to be smooth and smart and very technical. That was a very technical track. You had to know what you were doing, and that's kind of what I was used to riding.
0: Right on. So you finished seventh in your first year as a pro in the GNC2 class. You had two fourth-place yeah. finishes. Did anything really stick out from that year in
1: 2016? Uh, Not really. I mean, if I would have had a podium, it probably would have. But actually, the fourth at Charlotte, that would have to be it because that was the hardest right. I finished up.
0: Right on. Then 2017, I, I consider that kind of your breakthrough season. You won three races. Yeah. You won Charlotte, Black Hills, and Paris, and all three of those are half miles. So, are do you consider yourself a, a half mile specialist?
1: Yeah, that's kind of what I grew up racing on was those clay half mile, quarter mile tracks. I think that's what I okay. cause that one.
0: All right. So you finished second in the point standings. Were you satisfied in 2017?
1: No, I, I was. I was pretty mad. <laughs>
0: Really? So you, you know, wanted I, to win the championship?
1: Yeah I, yeah, I really wanted to win the championship. Okay. Yeah. I was uh, so le- about- leading. Actually, I led a little bit, I think. But towards the end of the year, I caught up to Colby. And then the incident at Texas when we hooked the bars and I wrecked and it just took everything away.
0: And speaking of Colby, talking about Colby there a little bit. In, at Lima 2017, Colby and Parkinson Brothers racing split ways and... They came knocking on your door. Did you go
1: knocking on their door? How'd you get
0: hooked up with PBR?
1: Yeah, Craig came knocking on our door, uh, which was pretty good. He's a really good guy and a really good team. I'm glad they did because it really just put me over the top and uh, helped me excel as a rider.
0: Right on. So it seems like it worked out pretty well for you, still riding for them uh, throughout the 2018 season. So let's jump into 2018. That was just, you know, we just finished the season just a few weeks ago. Yeah. You won Atlanta in round number two. Do you remember that day?
1: Oh, yeah, I remember that day. <laughs> it was a really good one. It was actually two days, remember, because uh, half of it got rained out, and then we had to come back.
0: How hard is that as a rider to refocus from one day when you're racing at night to start all over the next day? You know, the sun's out. It, you know, it's not raining. How hard is it for a rider to refocus and, and do it all again the next day?
1: Uh, I guess it's hard for some people but it wasn't that hard at all for me uh, because I'm always focused on the racing and what I've got to do to win and be up front so I just kept my mind focused and I actually went back to the hotel that night started training doing all that getting ready for next morning to go back to the track
0: well you start off the season and in you know you were on fire man you were you're running up front every week if I remember right early in the year and then Round seven yeah. comes around the Springfield TT, and and you went down over the jump in the main event, uh, mm-hmm. and had a pretty severe injury. Do you remember that day? And do you remember what happened?
1: Um, I remember going over the jump, and I remember Andrew Luker. He like checked up, and then, and then I just hit him. That's 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 all I remember.
0: Okay, so what exactly were your injuries? I know you were out for only, I think. Only about four, you know, four races, but you know it was pretty serious. I mean, it it was a serious injury.
1: Oh yeah, I had a subdermal hematoma with my head, and then uh, I had a broken scapula. I had a four inch laceration in my liver, and I also had bruised lungs.
0: Wow, how long were you in the hospital there in Springfield?
1: Um, it was only a couple of days, but uh, yeah, it was it was only a couple of days. We were able to go back home.
0: So then you make the long drive home, and then the road to recovery. What all did you have to do before you? I know you said you know I saw you at a race. I think the New York race or something like that, and you said you were ready to race, yeah. but your doctor said you weren't quite ready because your your internal injury, right?
1: Yeah, they they wouldn't let me race because of a couple of my in- injuries and my like last race and my liver wasn't healed yet.
0: Okay, so then. How did you know when you were ready to go? Did you have to keep going to the doctor week after week, or did you just know mentally you were ready?
1: Uh, I was mentally ready to ride the next day because I was supposed to race the Springfield Mile, and I woke up, and that's all I could talk about. But uh, I had to wait until the doctors said I could go, and that was about every yeah every week we would go back to get an update. Uh,
0: for the people listening that may not know, do you have to give a medical release to American Flat Track before they let you race again?
1: Yeah, I had to get released from all my doctors for all the different injuries, and then we had to do a, another impact concussion test so I could get cleared okay. to race again. All
0: right, so let's talk about your first race back. If I remember right, it was the Buffalo Chip TT, and you got hurt at the Springfield <laughs> yep. TT. So so why did you want to come back to a TT?
1: Uh, I wasn't really sure. I mean, I'd rather come back on a race like that uh, that hurt me. It wasn't the same track, but it was still, like, the same physicality. It's a show that I still got it and that I'm not scared, basically.
0: Right on. Were you satisfied with that race? I mean, you, you finished 10th place. I mean, making the main, I think I would have been happy, but you still – I think you did better than that. You exceeded my expectations. You finished 10th. Were you happy with that?
1: Uh, I was kind of happy. That was actually where I – I think it was about the same spot I finished last year. So, yeah, I was, I was pumped I made the main. I really – I was tracking people down, passing guys. I wanted to get farther up, but uh, it didn't happen.
0: How did that feel to be back on the motorcycle again?
1: Uh, It felt amazing, you know, after being off of it so long, it felt so good to just get back, be with the guys, and just go back out there and race.
0: Do you think you're back to 100% at the end end of the season? Are you back to where you were before you got hurt?
1: Yeah, I was. I felt really good. You know, I was 100%. I was, I was training and all that, but uh, the last race, I really felt like I had something going. Well, the problem was we lost our practice track that I've rode on since I was a kid, and then uh, so I wasn't able to ride, and then the last race, I practiced every single day leading up to it, and then I, I felt really, really good on the track, and I, I thought I had something for him, but uh, you know you know what happened to uh, uh, Pipe books.
0: Well, let's talk about it because if i'm i'm I was jarring my memory when we found out I was going to interview you and if i if I remember right, didn't the exhaust packing come out of the the muffler or the silencer on the motorcycle, and that's why you got disqualified. Is that right?
1: Yeah, there was like the boom box like cracked open towards the back of it, and then like all the packing blew out and passed down
0: okay, so after the result after the race, you still ran up front and it was one of the qualifiers, right?
1: yeah, was, I think it was the heat race because then that day they uh, only had the heat race and they only had like one semi and then that was it
0: that's right you're right okay so unfortunately that's how your season ended so you still finished seventh in the point standings after missing four rounds after being severely injured um were you happy with
1: 2018 uh i'm gonna say i'm happy but no i wasn't you know i was leading the championship i i thought i should have won it but uh god has plans for everybody and i guess he just wanted to give me a little adversity
0: all right. I like that. So since the last race of the year, you said you've been training a lot. Have you been doing anything else? Have you had any fun at all or just already training for, for 2019?
1: Uh, yeah, I've been doing some hunting. That's that's my fun during the off season. Uh, I've been working with my dad and just trying to make that money.
0: <laughs> all right. So what kind of work have you been doing?
1: He does construction, but we've been doing a little bit of everything. During, right.
0: uh,
1: during, during off season.
0: What are you hunting for, deer?
1: Yeah, white-tailed deer.
0: All right, so white-tailed deer. Do you hunt those in Whitehall, Maryland? Is that how that works out?
1: <laughs> yeah, we we hunt them here, but uh, you can hunt them just just about uh, every stint.
0: What do you, do you shoot a gun or you shoot a bow or what are you shooting with?
1: Ah, uh, there's different there's different seasons. There's a uh, bow season, gun season, muzzle. Uh, All right. Yeah, you what can you- pretty much use like crossbow, bow, guns, everything.
0: What do you use?
1: Uh, depending on the season, I have a crossbow.
0: Wow. Have you gotten anything yet this year?
1: Uh, I got two does. That's it.
0: Wow. All right. That's cool. What's uh, What else you got going on in this? Any outlaw races coming up? Indoors or anything?
1: Uh, yeah, I'll be uh, doing Timonium Indoors. They have a two-race indoor series coming out the Rodney Ferris Memorial. I'll be doing uh, both of those races. The second one, the pro race, the Invitational, where they got a pretty pretty big purse, so should be a good one. They're both in December
0: okay sounds good what's the story behind looks mint because when you get to the racetrack you usually get there a day before and you you do a i think some social media posts and you yeah. always say man that looks mint so how did you come up with that
1: <laughs> i don't know i just started doing it and then i think it was merg, probably merg was just giving me crap for it so then i just started doing it every time and then they kind of just stuff, you know
0: you hang out with merg when you're not at the track or just is that just like a racetrack connection yeah
1: they live far away but we're, we're all racetrack friends who you hang with when you're at home usually my family but uh i got my cousin rides and then just different people around here because this is a pretty big hotbed for flat track and where i let a lot of people ride so just random
0: so who's, who's the fastest guy in your area right there
1: yeah i would have to say it's me
0: there you go. That's the answer I was wanting to hear. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're we're going fast, man. You're you're quick with your answers. I like it. I'm 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 enjoying this. I'm getting to know Brandon Price a little bit more. So it's time in the episode for Graham's question, and she wants to know: oh, Is yeah. all the all the traveling and being on the road and being away from home is that a challenge to you?
1: Uh, not really. I mean, we. St- I've been doing it all three years since I turned pro. It's not really big of a challenge because I got my dad and then my mom and then some of the races my uh grandparents go and it just it's just a family thing i i don't even i miss home after about a couple weeks but it's just fun doing it you know Racing's racing
0: right on so do you travel with the the family and with the uh the motorhome or the you know the van and the trailer do you travel to all the races together or do you fly in and out like some of these other guys do
1: no i'm not not big time yet i can't fly in and out uh we uh, all travel together this year we're going some races with the sprinter that we have and then some races we have a a hauler
0: okay i got you yeah whatever whatever you have to do to get to the races that's what i always did and i I wasn't lucky enough to i wasn't lucky enough to fly in and out until the very end of my career too so maybe maybe you'll get there (laughs) sooner than later so uh, yeah i gotta i gotta i gotta ask a question can you say anything about 2019 or you just want to let people wonder
1: um, uh, i can't really say much but i'll be racing in the the ac twins class the top one all
0: right the X- moving X- up the, moving up to the premier class i like it man yeah good for you what do you think the biggest challenge is gonna be
1: uh i haven't even really thought about that um i know it's gonna be tough to make the mains but uh it's just the, all the competition so stiff so you got to be on your a game all the time
0: yeah, every race, I mean, and and every time you get on the racetrack, you got to be ready to go. I mean, you know, uh, oh, yeah. very limited, very limited practice. You know, qualifying's really quick, and then you get straight into racing. So, uh, man, I'm excited for you. Um, what are you going to yeah, miss anything about this? Are you going to miss anything in the singles class, or are you just ready to move on?
1: No, nah, I was I was ready to move on when I was 16. We were going to move up, but then they changed the rule. Uh, I've been wanting to move up to the twins class since I turned pro. So, I'm not really going to miss anything about the singles class at all.
0: Right on. Well, I wish you would have won a championship before you moved up. I know you did too, but I think you proved yourself yeah. already.
1: Yeah, I thought I did. I think I did too. But uh, I had two years. I was right there. It just everything didn't pan out the way we thought it would.
0: So in that first year, you rode the GNC two class. You got some twin experience there. Have you been? Have you rode a twin since then?
1: Yeah, I rode an Indian. It was at. It was during this year. It was at a uh, Waco, Texas. It was a half mile.
0: Right on. Yep, I've raced down there before. It's a pretty neat half mile, kind of out in the middle of nowhere, but uh,
1: pretty fun. what did you think?
0: <laughs> what you think of the Indian?
1: Um, it's exceptional. That's the only word I can think for it. You know, it's just this okay. power delivery, everything about it. It's smooth. It's fast. It doesn't really hiccup at all. It just it just hooks and goes.
0: I like that. One day I'm gonna have to throw my leg over one for sure. So, man, we definitely oh, yeah, appreciate you, you taking. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: we definitely appreciate you taking time to talk to us. We end the episode with some rapid-fire questions, so I want to know the first thing that comes to your mind when I ask you these questions. Are you ready? All
1: right. Oh, yeah, I'm ready.
0: What is the, what's the favorite bike you've ever
1: rode? Uh, Indian FTR 750. <laughs> I,
0: I knew that. When, <laughs> as soon as I asked that one, I knew that's what you are going to say. What's uh, what's your favorite yeah. place to eat when you're out there on the road?
1: Um, Carrava. They've got really good spaghetti. That's going to be the top place for sure. All
0: right. Who's the funniest person in the pits?
1: Uh, ooh, that's a tough one. You got Merg and Jesse, but I think they they think I think they go together, so we can just <laughs> go together.
0: That's like a two for one. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I gotcha. So um let me think here. What is your favorite track? What track is the most mint? Lima, Ohio? Really? I was thinking you're going to say a clay half mile because that's what you've been winning on. I mean, I look back at Charlotte, Black Hills, Paris. And they didn't even throw Atlanta in there when you won Atlanta earlier this year. Yeah. And they're all clay well, there's, tracks, there's you throw Lima out there. There's you
1: have, but I like to hold it wide open and just skirt the air fence.
0: I love it, man. That's awesome. What's your favorite kind of mint?
1: Uh, I didn't even know if there's different kinds. I mean, you got, like, the smooth mint that's, like, the uh, clay tracks, and then, then you got the cushion mint. I, I think I'd have to go with the cushion mint
0: i thought you were gonna say pea gravel but man i like the cushion mint that's a good one right P gravel there. So, cushion.
1: yeah it's, it's yeah. pretty much the same thing
0: pea pea gravel mint we'll put that on the uh yeah. baskin robbins 31 flavors or something but uh man we yeah. definitely appreciate the time <laughs> you want to say thanks to anybody while we got you on here
1: oh yeah i want to give a big thanks to all my sponsors this year uh craig with parkinson brothers racing uh for all the help he's He's done for me. Uh, Jerry uh, Stinchfield with Roof Systems. Uh, he came on board this year. He really helped me out a lot. The second half of the year, I wouldn't be able to get to the races if it wasn't for him, so I want to give him a big thanks. Uh, Dan Calkins with uh, DPC Racing. Uh, Brian, Tina Tripp, Ride Academy, Hacker, and then, Uh Light Shoe, Arai, TCX Boots, and uh, Recluse.
0: Well, de- we definitely appreciate it. I got one more question for you. Do you have a nickname? Oh, yeah.
1: You know, Jesse came up with one, but it was immediate bad luck. So I don't think we're going to use it anymore.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was, I was already <laughs> shot down. That's what he came not, up with.
1: Yeah,
0: I was told not to ever use that one again. I wasn't even going to bring that up. So do you have anything else?
1: Yeah, no, I definitely I don't want to use that one ever again. Immediate bad luck. Everything went wrong back then. Right. So now we're good. <laughs> All,
0: right. All right. BP92. How about that?
1: Yeah, that that's it right there,
0: BP92. All right, man. We definitely appreciate your time. Good luck at these indoors coming up, and we'll see you soon.
1: Oh yeah!
0: Thanks for having me on the show. Right. Short and sweet. I love it, man. He talks fast. I guess that's being <laughs> raised out there in the East Coast. But I think he talks fast when he's on the phone, because when he's in person, it's not quite as fast.
2: Yeah. Straight to the point. It's pretty upbeat. He's pretty. He's definitely upbeat. I love me some BP it's, 92.
0: That dude's really. Doesn't exciting. want to lose. I like that. He doesn't want to lose. What anything. racer
2: wants to lose? None that I know of. Not a real one. Are you a racer? I don't think I'm a racer. I don't want to lose, though, so maybe. Let's talk about last week's question. I actually didn't get a lot of responses from this one. What's your favorite nickname? You said yours was...
0: I'd have to agree. I, Bubba didn't say his favorite nickname was the Human Highlight Reel, but I think that's got to be mine for Rusty Rogers.
2: Yeah, I'd say the Wizard for sure. That's my, one of my favorites, if not the favorite. That was definitely,
0: definitely very unique. It's pretty strong. I
2: like it. We only had a few people call in, but one very important caller made
0: a return. Yo, yo, Captain Chaos and the Revolver are my favorite nicknames in flat track. Hope they're both having a great off season. Go get them, boys!
2: Man, how can you beat a nickname like the Dean machine? That kid is bad fast. Scotty, Kentucky Mudflat from Richmond, Virginia. It's been a while. Got a little twisted up in the Meadowlands on the fans' Choice. and had to do a little time a little jail cell. The New Yorkers, not very nice. Back out, I know missed a few shows, but I will tell you, favorite rider, anybody from Salinas, California, just seems like something's in the water there. And got the Mecca for just natural talent. Also on this one, nicknames. Briar, you're a thorn in my side found Bowman. And if that ain't catchy, I don't know what it is. Better see it on a t-shirt next season. Also, just missed the guys. That Sean, uh, Sean, uh, what's his name? Bear, that boy seems like he's awfully smart to be flat tracking. Should be like an engineer for NASA or something. Anyway, catch you guys on the flip. my flat, Richmond, Virginia, out.
0: The Jammer, Jared Meese. Flying, Brian Smith. Slamming, Sammy, Slammin Sammy. Sammy Halbert. I love the Dean
2: machine. I said that last episode. Hey,
0: Uh, it's a good thing the Kentucky Mudflap called in. I was beginning to wonder what happened to him.
2: I love the Kentucky Mudflap, He's one of my favorites.
0: What what what's our question this week? I got an idea. You got an idea? Yeah. Did it hurt?
2: It sometimes it hurts. This one didn't though. There's 18 events during the season, right? That that are national events. Outside of that, there's there's outlaw races and there's things during the off season that people go to as well. I've only gone to a handful of Savannah, I think, what, what else? That was it, is it just Savannah?
0: I thought I took you to another race.
2: You've been trying to get me to get a Lodi for years and I, and I
0: was always too busy. That one, yeah. I try um, to get you to Lodi and when we're in Springfield, I try to get you, No, when we're in Peoria, I try to get you to go to Peoria Motor Speedway or Galesburg Yeah. and you're always just too busy.
2: So what is your favorite event? I think that's this week's topic. What is your favorite non-national event? It could be during the season, does, outside of the season, anything that's. Does not it have to national. be
0: motorcycles?
2: Um, I would say yeah. What's your what's your favorite non-national flat track event? How about that?
0: What's your favorite non-national flat track event? Give yeah. us a call. Leave us a voicemail. You don't have to talk to us. Give us a call, leave a voicemail, nine zero four-three nine five five nine five six
2: look forward to hearing some of the answers because i need to make a bucket list as far as non-nationals and go check out some other ones
0: so what else home this weekend you are next weekend i'm off yeah then next weekend albany new york for an arena cross
2: so you're actually you Mm -hmm. got a weekend off you're gonna just gonna relax and do nothing around the house
0: i don't know how to do that yeah so i don't know what i'm doing yet but i'm sure i don't relax very well
2: yeah you need to learn how to relax man take a couple days it's good for you
0: and do what sit here and twiddle my thumbs
2: it's a crazy season everybody's always up and down like crazy run for the season just take a few weekends this is what we're all supposed to be doing this time of year just take some time and relax it's the off season that's all i'm saying
0: i'll try to figure out if i can do that
2: you can do that i believe in you and everybody in the series should take a breath and just enjoy
0: the off season did you hear that? Brandon Price isn't. He's been working out and ready to go since the last race ended.
2: Well, that's Brandon Price. Well, you know, he said he, he wanted to race 10 more races after the last event of the season. He loves racing.
0: That's a lot. Yeah. That's good.
2: But it's not a bad thing. You want racers to want to race. That's good stuff. What else? You done? I'm done? We're done.
0: All right, man. Have a good week. All right. Talk to you next Talk to you week. next Friday.